0: you've found the podcast where driving matters whether you haul commute or cruise we want you to love what you drive we're here to help you find usability and
1: fun from first-time buyers to jaded experts we believe everyone is one great car away from being car obsessed
0: i'm paul i'm todd and this is the everyday driver car debate it's tuesday everybody thanks for joining us again i'll by the way, thanks for watching the horse and rider episode. That was episode three of season ten. It was the Bronco and the Wrangler. We enjoyed that one a lot. The, the names come
1: to us maybe during lunch, maybe during a shoot, yeah. and one of us just randomly spouts off, like, you know what we should call this piece? You're right, absolutely. Because the last one we called Beaver versus Horse, yes, and it was funny, and we laugh constantly about yes, it. We did. That was the whole
0: shoot. After that, it was the the M4 versus the versus the Mustang Mach Mach One, and we were like Beaver versus Horse. Yeah, for sure. And now is. we
1: just thought how can we keep the uh, the animal thing going? And mm-hmm. it just came to us. So. Well, but you were also the, the,
0: the person thinking about, what is it, the raptor riding the, the snake, riding the well, whatever, the Well, it's the, the Shelby logo.
1: Raptor Bronco. You have to do it that. It is a bird. I, thank you for you, reminding me. Please I, do that I video. Do I want to see that video the of The bird's twirling that. the snake something. or got it in yes. its beak and then clenched onto the horse while they're doing something at a rodeo. They're
0: certainly going off off rodeo uh, as forward. And it's got to be a little
1: bit irreverent. Completely,
0: because this is what we do. Thank you guys for watching that. We've still got three more great episodes episodes of that season coming up. We have Civic Duty, which is the Honda Civic versus the GTI. By the way, these titles, they happen on IMDb and they happen on television. If you watch them on Amazon, except yeah. you see them, we don't carry them over into YouTube, generally, at least not in, in the, the opening title credits. We sometimes do in the, in the episode, like video title. But thank you guys, wherever you watch these, because it really, really matters. All of those views matter. All of those reviews matter, because that plays right back into our ability to get sponsors, which plays into our ability to do more. Indeed. So if you rate anywhere, Amazon on IMDb or you watch it on YouTube and comment and share with friends. All of that is huge. It is coming to Amazon Prime soon and Vimeo and YouTube all within the next few months. We'll keep you informed on all of those milestones when they happen.
1: We have an interesting topic Tuesday from Nate F who asks about how to get the most out of your current car. Mm. We also have an interesting debate. Actually kind of difficult from Matt D who's in South Central Pennsylvania writing to us about which fun car to try next.
0: (laughs) I saw this. Yeah. He's
1: almost bored with what he has and
0: he's got quite a good tool for the job kind of collection. And he is a guy who is very efficient in his car buying, buys Mm -hmm. stuff that's really cheap and then gets it running and it runs really, really well. And so he actually had a conversation in the middle of his email. You hear it coming up where he talks about how is this new car I'm considering 15 times more fun than, of course it's not. (laughs) Of course (laughs) it's not. Yeah.
1: Right. All right. Let's jump in with the topic Tuesday here. Nate F. writes to us. He's a new listener, he says, who caught the car disease in 2021. Nate, thanks for writing. Really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. He's enjoying going through all the of the back episodes. Thank you. Now, his question relates how to get the most out of his current car. He says he's a medical student with a lack of both time and money. Wow, yeah. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate it. We need those people, Absolutely. and it is not me. If I nick <laughs> myself with an exacto, I might pass Paul out. Paul needs
0: to sit down. That's exactly <laughs> true, yes.
1: He often finds himself listening to the cars that we recommend on the podcast with his mouth watering only (laughs) to despair at the infeasibility of being able to obtain any of them.
0: Okay, all right, all right. So
1: his question is this. What is some advice that you could give, we could give to those people for whom it would not be feasible to get another car to extract the most fun and enjoyability out of their current cars? Mm Okay, all right. Now, here's the context. He drives a 2019 Mazda 3 Hatch, That he still owes money on, which is fine. And he also shares a 96 Ford F-150 with his family. They used to haul stuff and he's Mm -hmm. been learning to wrench on. Okay, great. Okay. He says the Mazda is by no means a boring car. It's got decent acceleration with low weight and relatively nimble handling. Yes, it does. That's why we like it. That's why we recommend it so often.
0: It's very, very cool. Yeah, for sure.
1: He says, well, it still leaves something to be desired between its power and automatic transmission and just lack of excitement. Okay. Okay. It would be immensely practical for him to hold on to his current rides while he finishes his education. Yeah, probably. Yes. Is there still hope, though, for him to get excitement and fun out of the Mazda, or is he doomed to dream (laughs) of faster rides while he waits for more time and
0: resources? This is going to be a short podcast. Nate, you're doomed. (laughs) Sorry. And, you're and thanks you're for writing. Screwed, you're just, you're, you're, enjoy <laughs> medical school. You're doomed.
1: <laughs> Except, you know, mid-career when he's really starting to make some money. Then and we then get a different email. Passes everybody. A very different email. Remember me? I was the guy... Well, Here's it's a that, picture
0: of my collection. It's that group of doctors here locally. We've talked about them before. Just thinking the same a thing. A bunch of doctors went through medical school together. None of them were married. They were just buddies. Four, four guys going through medical school, and they were all car guys. Yeah. And they made a pact. Before any of them even had serious girlfriends, they made a pact that when we're all making decent money, we're going to be pooling that money and buying collections of fun cars. Yeah. So now picture, imagine, all of the ministers of finance joined the discussion later, <laughs> and this is already a pact. When we did our 50 Years of 9-11 yeah. film, We were looking for a bunch of cars and we were joking about, wouldn't it be really cool to find the unicorn? the 997 gt3 rs 40 yeah yeah these guys had one and that's why it's in the film and so they have they've had a crazy collection they've had like the bmw years where a lot of bmw stuff they've had the porsche years they they've rotated their stuff through i don't even porsche honestly, years i don't even know what they have now yeah I, but they've done kept this forever up. but but this is this is your future nate find some car buddies that are going through medical school make yourself a pact cars are coming but right now let's see if we can solve this
1: i do know nate that one of them has a singer 911 and it's one of those things where you can't even picture yourself making enough money to have the Mm. next car, right? Mm. Let alone having a fleet or a collection Mm. or Mm -hmm. you got together with some friends to have something like this. I totally understand. However, we've got some choices for you. And what I did was two approaches. The first one is cheap and immediate. The second (laughs) is expensive and longer term. (laughs) Great, love it, okay. This is actually going to be fun. Starting with cheap and immediate, I'm asking you, Nate, do you have some time off or can you legitimately take some time off for a weekend away? Mm, okay. And the reason mm. I ask you this is because I don't know the demands that are put on you in sure. your education yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. I don't know what degree you're going for. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're going into a specialization, of course, what the cost is. Mm. I know none of these things. But I do know that in any schooling, in any education or job, vacations are important. Yeah, it's yeah. important to step away and come back feeling refreshed mm-hmm. to anything, whether it's you know working on edits, whether it's you know you're in in schooling and yeah, you think sure. well i'm going to i'm going to go get away and i'm going to step away and i'm going to forget things i'm going to forget what i've studied I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think it will only do you much better mm. as a person. It will give you perspective on life mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. step away. Todd sends all of us the edits. It's a pretty, it's pretty far along. I don't know you know what you would call it as okay. far as the Keep stage going. of edit, but Todd will send us checkers mm-hmm. and the audio's not there. The color isn't done. Yeah, the
0: roughs for sure. Yeah. So
1: ignore all that stuff. But the gist is the flow of the piece. Mm-hmm. And he's asking for feedback because you know, he's been, knee deep and yes eyeballs deep in this edit and he'll say guys give me your notes what do you think i need to step away i'm gonna go do whatever i'm mm-hmm. gonna step away for, for sure. a little bit yeah, yeah and so i think that's very important that if you can plan it and if you can genuinely step away for just a little bit an inexpensive flight to someplace new mm. turro something relatively inexpensive and it doesn't even have to be a sports car it can just mm. be something different
0: okay all right Yeah, yeah
1: and go find a twisty road
0: Mm, that's like it. That. That's is.
1: That's good. To to really solve this, it isn't video games. It isn't you know esports. It mm, isn't mm. watching all of the videos of every car online. It's not reading about them. It's going and doing it, and to the point where you've forgotten about what's back home.
0: Mm, that's hard, but awesome. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, I'm yeah. encouraging
1: you. Even if you came to Utah, and you said, "Guys, I'm flying at Salt Lake. I I'll see it where I won't." I'm renting a car, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm finding a road, tell me which road to go do. Yeah. Eat yeah, some yeah. food, drink in some scenery, breathe some fresh air, and I'm gonna go home. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. probably can pull this off for yeah. relatively inexpensive. And I would wager that your expenditure, even though it does cost money to do that, you know, yeah, flight yeah, costs, yeah. the car, sure. and you know, it does cost some. It's probably hopefully maybe under a thousand bucks. Maybe you could keep it under six hundred. Ooh, maybe. But if you do, I think that money will be so well spent to your headspace, to your, Mm -hmm. you can jump back into your work more effectively. And again, this is obvious, but I've met so many people who have vacation time built up and they won't take vacations. Yeah. 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 I don't get it. (laughs) I really don't. Yeah. 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 As soon as I had vacation time, when we were working jobs, (laughs) I was
0: gone. You could hear the clock above our head. (laughs)
1: Seriously? Yeah,
0: for sure, yeah. Well, but uh, along these lines, I, like, I hadn't gone here, but along these lines, think about this. Fly somewhere that is warm all the time, Phoenix, LA, et cetera, the okay. uh, first two I think of. Maybe even San Diego, but Phoenix and LA okay. are the two I think of because both of those markets are warm all the time. Both of those markets have good mountain roads near the metropolitan area. Fair enough. Lots of flights in and out and good Turo listings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you drop in, you're there for the weekend, you rent something that you're interested in. This is what happens for our Utah meetup. People come in like crazy, which is awesome, yeah. but it's the yeah. wrong time of year for that. It's the middle of the winter for us, so you don't <laughs> want it right now. But but Phoenix and LA, you could do that year-round, mm-hmm. and they've got another great place is Vegas. Vegas is a great place with good driving roads sure. and a huge, huge churro list. This is a good idea. I like this. Keep going. And this is, again...
1: You're going to have to work the trip, but A, it gives you something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. B, it gets you out. And I think getting out and getting away and getting that perspective, because you'll come back and you'll think, I can just jump back in and I remember everything and I'm fine. Like I said, money is tight. I am with you all the way. We've all been through those times in our lives when (laughs) some things are just no go. Mm -hmm. I do get that but i am going to spend a little bit more of your money on a okay. longer term basis this okay, is the good. expensive good, good. and long term thing and like todd mentioned our you know friends a group of doctors that thought uh, they were driving 91 civics mm-hmm. will they ever mm-hmm. be able to they they had a carrera gt yeah, they, they had did. this 4.0 they went through their ferrari phase they did then they went through their classic bmw <laughs> it's phase it's insane
0: but they they planned it what? they did plan it yeah it takes
1: some money and mm-hmm. t- they had a garage they all paid the rent for a, a mm-hmm. little garage That's crazy to think about, but it happened for them. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to think longer term and also give yourself something to look forward to, which is something I think is important, find a driving event, a track day, a driving school Mm -hmm. that will be your target. Okay. This is on, you know, your free time when you're, you know, you're not studying. All right. This is a graduation gift to yourself or from your family and friends. You say, here's what I want to do. Here's what I'm looking forward to. And you start to plan this. It can mm. be something as low key as Pecattle or I'm mm, Sure. Yeah, the yeah, Porsche yeah. Experience Center in Atlanta or LA. Yeah, yeah. It can be as extensive as a two-day driving school at the Ford Performance School at mm. Charlotte Motor Speedway. Sure, yeah. You could go that far and say, this is my target. Mm. So when I graduate or, you know, you graduate and then you're starting your residency or your intern for yeah. <laughs> the next thing you're doing. Yeah, yeah. the next crazy schedule. I, I don't know sure. what that is. Yeah. But you've got to have that mid-education break. This is the thing that I'm going to do to reward myself because it's tough to just say, put better tires on your Mazda three hatchback and go find a road. And I don't, I don't want to tell you that because I don't know if you'll get that experience Mm -hmm. out of it. I want to tell you to go get driver upgrades, go, you know, trade your car in and get something fun. But I know that's not where you're at. Mm. So the best thing to do is have something to look forward to. I think that will keep you going. Mm. If you've got a date on your calendar for either the cheap or the expensive or both. (laughs) But start low key. Could you drive to the next city over? We don't know where you're currently Mm -hmm. at. Mm -hmm. Could you drive your Mazda there? You're two, three hours away from a city. Find some roads. Park your car. Turo something else. It's fresh. Mm -hmm. It's new. It's different. Mm -hmm. So therefore, fill your life with this weekend or a Saturday or day away that just gets you doing something completely out of your routine. Mm. If you can do it for cheap and
0: let us know what you come up with. Nate, uh, Paul and I approach this very differently. Okay. Oh, I really, really like good. Paul's approach and, and it is very fun because it's the event approach. I'm going to deal more in what I'm going to call the daily approach. But first off, I want to stop here for all for you and everyone listening. And have have this conversation because we don't talk about this clearly enough. I don't feel like, okay, I don't care what you drive every day. I don't, I mean, obviously this is everyday driver. We want you to like your, your daily of course. Cars. But- No car is fun commuting. I don't care what it is. I genuinely don't. I mean, as much as I prefer to do errands in my Lotus to my wife's Cayenne, this is neither one of them are fun driving when I go to the store. Sure. Okay. I'd I'd rather be in the Lotus, but it's I'm going to the store. I'm going to go get drive through. I'm going to whatever. Right. Right. The normal daily stuff of life is not the way a car is fun. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And and so if you're having that experience where you're driving this car and it's just, it's just your daily, you got to get back to class, you've got a crazy schedule tomorrow, it's just your daily. This may be hard to hear, Nate, but I don't care what you drive. It's not going to be fun enough. Mm. It's just not. Yeah. You could have whatever your current dream car is, whatever car you last heard us talk about, and you thought, I want one of those. It wouldn't be that much fun for very long doing your daily stuff. You're gonna to have to step out of your daily stuff now. Paul's given you events, which I like, but I'm gonna say you have to go autocross your car. That's good. If you're That's really good. thinking, how do I enjoy my daily car more? Go autocross it because the speeds are low, the the risks are very low. You're gonna hit a you're gonna eat a cone. Oops. Yeah, the the damage and and mm-hmm. wear and tear incurred is pretty low. Rarely are you ever gonna be above 60 miles an hour in your local autocross, and autocross is somewhere around you and cheap. It's just, it's a cheap day. Yeah. What do you need to do to prepare for autocross? Go. Go. <laughs> That's true. Go. Go, That's go. go. I mean, you can probably even borrow rent helmets at most autocrosses. You don't need to bring that, okay? You will learn so much day one from the people that are there. And people that are autocross events typically are excited someone new showed up. Welcome. That's true. Glad you're here. So find <laughs> Let your- me
1: unload everything in my Seriously. brain.
0: Seriously, yeah. And-, and tell you how to- yeah. Shave three tenths. Pre- prepare up your for thumb. the Matrix-style <laughs> spike in the back of the head. Download. Exactly. It's gonna hurt. It's going to hurt. No, but but go to go to your local autocross and just spend that day. Yeah, spend a Saturday that you you don't have to have craziness and just go to autocross and don't do anything to your car but fill it with a tank of gas and check that the tires have got air and just see how it goes. That's good. You're going to have more fun that day in your Mazda 3 than you ever thought possible just doing autocross. And it's Mm. going to teach you so much. Now, let's say this begins the rabbit hole. And now uh, the car has to be better. (laughs) okay all right that's fine if we're really wanting to go that way on your daily car anyone's daily car you want it to be better i am gonna say it we've said it before tires yeah yeah whatever tires are on your mazda 3 are not high performance tires if you really are enjoying look again you're commuting you don't need these tires you start autocrossing a lot get some better tires be be surprised by how much better it got just doing tires yeah if you were going to do actual track days, I would really push for fluid and brake pads. If you're going to do autocross, it's still helpful, mm-hmm. but it just depends on the braking events for the autocross, because it changes every time. If you feel like the car rolls too much, you can do sway bars, and I'm stopping there. Okay. Don't do power. Don't do coilovers. Don't go nuts. Everything I'm telling you here is a few hundred dollars worth of expenditure. I'm not like anything has a comma in it. Maybe your four tires do. Maybe, depending on what you bought. You can shave for okay? like two meals a day, Nate. <laughs> Maybe get by on just a good breakfast
1: that'll take you through (laughs) till tomorrow. But but the
0: other thing is, everything I'm talking about, even if you did everything I'm talking about, you do tires, you do fluid brake pads and sway bars. Okay. This is not a lot of expense. And most of that stuff, the, the brake pads and the tires are expendable anyway. You're going to replace them no matter what. And everything I'm talking about, you could pretty much do yourself. I mean, get the tires mounted, but you could pretty much do all this yourself if you wanted. Or some mechanic, it's not going to take much for them to do it. So it's not like, well... Take your car and strip it out and put a cage in and you got to put this blower on. None of that. Don't do any of that. Right. Everything I'm talking right. about you can take back off. Sway bars are cheap. Yeah. But it's yeah. amazing how much they can settle a chassis or change the feel of a chassis. You want to make a front wheel drive car suddenly oversteer? Sway bars. Yeah, it's exactly. the weirdest thing on the planet, but it's something like, "Oh my gosh, it's got tail happy." Yeah. Who knew? That was like 200 bucks. <laughs> right. So, right. that's the ex- but the, but I'm even suggesting Nate that that's the extreme end of what I'm talking about. What you need to enjoy your car more is that old adage for houses. Location, location, location. What are you doing with that car? Where are you taking it? Because mm-hmm. if it's just at the daily, nothing is fun enough. So go have some fun on some event, autocross, Paul's adventure driving. I like all of this.
1: <laughs> I I just think of that, Nate, because of all the adventures that Todd and I yes, plan. completely. For shooting. It's just ideas, ideas, ideas. Mm-hmm. They're way out there, mm-hmm. and we realize... Yeah, that one would take maybe a pretty big crew and some expensive flights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two and, months worth of can't do that. Yep, uh, a lot of begging from various car companies to yes. get said car. But man, would that be cool? Okay, we set there, you know, and we mm-hmm. set out to blue sky, and then we pull it back to reality, <laughs> and. It doesn't always, you know, it's not always as palatable, but we still end up having an adventure out of it. Even yeah, in stupid yeah. whatever, we didn't like it very much, but it's still an adventure. For sure. That's what I'm thinking. All right, Nate, let us know if you've got a topic Tuesday like Nate, Everyday Driver TV at gmail.com.
0: Cars are made to be driven, and we can't imagine a future without driving cars we really love. Luckily, the folks at Haggerty feel the same way. That's why they support this show. One of the many things Haggerty offers for people who love cars is insurance for their enthusiast vehicles, but that also includes classic cars, trucks, motorcycles, collectibles, and even boats. They also protect raced
1: vehicles off the track and can even insure vehicles on the track for HPDE events and track days. In fact, we use Haggerty Track Day insurance every time we drive the Cayman and Elise on our local track, and it adds huge peace of mind. Learn more about Haggerty and Quote Insurance at hagerty.com
0: slash everydaydriver.
1: Matt D is in South Central Pennsylvania writing to us about which car to try next. He's looking for (laughs) our help to determine what the car in his life should be, that fun car, because Mm -hmm. he's at this point of indecision, and he's looking to think this through as he writes to us. So I think you were... Putting he's lots of debriefing thoughts debriefing himself, yes,
0: which is great. A lot of the emails Long that we get email. from you guys are that way. You're, you're figuring it out as you write, and we welcome that because sometimes it's amazingly therapeutic. I say that as the writer. You start writing <laughs> stuff yeah, down, and you're true. like, Oh, I'm processing the. Oh, I didn't know that that's how I felt about that. It's so write anything. us those emails. That's fine. Delete, 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 delete. Also understand that sometimes we get emails that are overwhelming as a result. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It, this is the process. Let's get going. It's therapy. Well, he's he's owned quite a range
1: of vehicles mm-hmm. over the years. He says, of anything on the list, we could talk about whatever. He's coming in, he's closing in on number 30.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Car number 30. He says almost all of his cars have done some sort of motorsports event. Some less than 24 hours after purchasing. <laughs> Need a car for lemons, that would work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I like it. I mean, he's listing rallies, autocross, drag, rallycross, HPDE, mm-hmm. wheel to wheel. He I says love it. he likes nearly everything, no brand alliance or certain time period. But he admits a soft spot for 90s Japanese cars and 60s American cars. Classic
0: mm. high point arrows of both of those cars for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's closing in on age 35 with no kids, no plans to have any. And he's subscribed to the idea of using the right tool for the job. So he's got a driveway and a garage mm. with a range of different cars.
0: Range is the key word here. No kidding. Good grief. Okay. Space isn't
1: much of a concern. But his limit on maintaining things seems to be about four or five vehicles.
0: <laughs> Had ten. Half of them never got touched. Right. We've settled down to four or five.
1: He does all his own work. He's he says he's purchased many of his cars for very little money because he enjoys rebuilding them, putting them back on the road. Mm-hmm. He's done rebuild engines, timing belts, clutches, wow. he's reflashed the battery module in a hybrid, and he says he enjoys doing this before selling it off to fund the next back idea, usually at a profit. <laughs> Wow. So this current fleet includes a 2019 Mazda 3 hatch. It's an automatic transmission with
0: a 2.5 liter. This, this is, is his wife's car. The new car. <laughs> right. What I like here is for his wife, none of what you've just heard applied. He went and bought a <laughs> right. brand new car that his wife drives.
1: Which is great. Uh-huh. He says, I, I'm guessing she really likes it. It's not the turbo, but it didn't need the power. And he says that interior punches above its class, which we've always sure. found.
0: And he says that car is not going anywhere. This is their practical daily always runs road trip car this is the car of reality then we spiral (laughs) off the only one rooted in reality
1: although this 2012 nissan frontier with a four liter v6 Mm -hmm six-speed manual mm-hmm. it's
0: the truck for when he needs to do truck things sure it's the just bang around truck for sure house
1: honeydew projects towing cars to events or pick up the next fix and flip as he calls it he drives it once every week or two when it's not being used like a truck mm-hmm. then he moves on to a 2013 chevy volt with that 1.4 4 liter sure yeah it's his wife's old car mm-hmm. that he took over when COVID started and her commute ended they've put over a hundred thousand miles on this one
0: and it's been reliable. Completely reliable. He said, it, you wouldn't even believe how much it just runs. And and he even did Tale of the Dragon. He didn't want it once. He's just like, this just runs. And he realizes that he goes to work and he can charge at work for free from solar panels. Mm-hmm. And so it's the perfect commuter. He says this never even burns gas because of the way he uses it. That's amazing.
1: I love that you just decided to keep it. Mm-hmm. And I think you should still keep it and just drive it into
0: dust. It's the it's a great commuter for sure.
1: Well, he also has a 1991 Miata 1.6 liter with a manual transmission. That's the first gen. Love it. Yeah. It's an NA. He sold off the Integra GSR that he loved but wasn't using enough anymore. Found this as a project a week later. He said father and son had pulled the engine but didn't finish putting it back together. Uh-oh. This was his third NA Miata. <laughs> so you've driven one before. Got it. Okay. <laughs> I'm guessing you had a few <laughs> nuts and bolts and parts laying around the garage too. But he says he thought he could put it together, back together, and he won. <laughs> He's got 2000 into it for a rust-free N.A. that runs and drives. And it's got some wear, 160,000 miles. It's a fun summer cruiser. It's a car mm. for mountain back roads. Love it. And he says he loves Miata, but he doesn't really care for convertibles. Okay, fair enough. He's also got a 99 Subaru Impreza Outback Sport
0: 2.2 liter manual transmission. This is before the big monster truck of an Outback that we currently have. This yeah, is the right. little Impreza hatch, little hatchlet thing that, yes. that was the same when it, when it was becoming you could get it all the way up to the sti in this body style you could go the other way toward little back road fire road car and it became the impreza outback sport
1: it's what all of us in our minds still think subarus uh, size wise that they are mm-hmm. they are nowhere close to this they're huge now but well it's it's what became this is what you thought subarus were like it's what became the cross Trek. it's that car yeah yeah well, he found it for 1000 bucks with wow. a clutch so bad it wouldn't even move. Mm-hmm. He got it running and back to driving for use exclusively at Rallycross events. <laughs> so it sits Honey, on a trailer. I need a
0: Rallycross cross, card. There it is. Gosh. Just bought one. There it is. Good.
1: He says it doesn't take up extra space and just sits on the trailer. So, okay. He's tried front-wheel drive in the Integra, a rear-wheel drive, BMW E30. He's had a Camaro. He wanted to test out a cheap all-wheel drive platform for Rallycross. Love it. And it just sits. He's got Summit Point, West Virginia nearby. And then he moves on to saying his heart wanted an ND2 RF. We the brand that new Miata, the latest one, yeah. He found one locally with only 10,000 miles and checked out for a 24-hour test drive. But he came away underwhelmed, and now he's not sure what to do. He says the car is very nice, more comfortable seats, better suspension than the Mazda 3, great quality interior. And he says it could still dance down his favorite back roads that he tested with it. But he didn't care much for the engine. Mm. His old Integra GSR with that VTEC was far more engaging. That doesn't surprise me. And he wants more theater out of it, even if he's going slower than a minivan from a stoplight. (laughs) Okay. His problem with that car is that he's used to budget junk. Yes, he is. He doesn't think it's 15 times better than his (laughs) $2,000 NA Miata.
0: This is that price of fun thing that you and I debate all the time. Is what you just spit that much more fun than what you had? And in this case, no. And I'm not surprised. I don't think a $2,000 first-gen Miata versus a brand-new ND, you're going to be like, well, that's a price wash. I don't think so at all. <laughs> no. Not at all. No, you'll have to decide. I mean, some people might go for it and decide,
1: sure, you know that's what they like. But I think you're right, man. So – he likes to row the gears, of course. He says the mountain back roads that he's got at his disposal are great fun, but this is Pennsylvania, so they're not in the best shape. He does need a car with suspension compliance, which the ND seem to have, but mm. he wants to use all the car has to offer. Okay, interesting. Here's his budget. $30,000 out the door with taxes, title, license, everything. <laughs> okay. It scares him because that's 50% more than any car he's ever bought before, and not just for a toy, just something he needs. So he says, Paul, not a cent over $30,000.
0: <laughs> you have heard this podcast more okay. than once, Matt. Got I it.
1: will do my best. The MOF told him to buy the Miata and stop talking about it. So he's got permission. <laughs> I can
0: hear that conversation. Would you just please buy the Miata? <laughs> Quit talking just about it. Just please buy it. I won't
1: have to hear it anymore. Uh-huh. He's fine with anything far less expensive, as he we may have guessed. He doesn't need anything practical. He's got everything covered with a Mazda three and the Frontier, so it can be pure fun with great driving dynamics and a fun drivetrain. Love it, great. He's thought about the well, an RX 8s two thousand, an E thirty six or E forty six M three. He says a half price Lotus Elise would be perfect, but apparently he missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, uh, what they, are prices going for? Uh, right forty
0: now? and up. Forty and up. You want to touch an lease right now? It's forty and up. You want to get a really nice. You're So yours has gone up by ten grand. Probably. Because I don't have a super. You nicer. weren't expecting that. When no, I didn't buy it for that reason. I bought it because when I bought it, it was thirty grand. they had been thirty grand for a decade. But that's that's what we talked about for a yes. long time. And they that were just 30 no thirty grand. The they, have, they seriously. If you if you wow. want one, if you find a deal on one right now, a deal. They're high thirties, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well he also says the
1: FRS, the eighty six, is intriguing, but that engine doesn't exude fun and the limited experiences that he's had with him.
0: Well, therefore your experience has been limited because you haven't driven the new one. The first one, the engine is the is the Achilles heel for sure. There it is not a fun engine. Here's the here's the crazy thing. The first Gen eighty six, that engine is so not fun to work with that the N D two Miata feels like a VTEC. <laughs> I'm going there, and (laughs) I had one, and I liked it. You're right. But that ND2, because here's the thing. The ND2, when it first came out, its original engine was a complete snooze, but the ND2 engine has got a lot more personality, and more personality than the 86 engine does in first-gen form. Thankfully, they've made it better. 26% less. less, 26 horsepower, less snoozing. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: Well, Matt, if I hadn't driven the new GR86 I'd agree with you because I doubt you've driven the new one. And if you mm. just get the base, it's the same engine and they're, they start at $27,700. If you can find a dealer that doesn't mark it up, it'll be right around 30. I don't know a cent. That's... It might be a few cents over 30 with all the tax title license sure. and stuff. But nevertheless, you could do that. I'm just going to leave that aside because you talk about JDM imports, like <laughs> MR2s and Celica <laughs> GT4s and Pulsar okay. GTIRs. Mm-hmm. He says, well, Availability is probably poor, and it's tough to ship something. So he's get given up on that. Pro- part of the problem, he says, he's also too practical for his own good. He loves a good sports car, but his commute is boring. Mm. 25 miles on the highway with one on-ramp to hit 70. Like I keep saying, on-ramps have no speed limit.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when you get it all out of your gets, system. But he gets up to 70, hits cruise control, <laughs> and then arrives at work. But that's There's why not he says yeah. the Volt is perfect.
1: Yeah, it is. For that reason. For sure. Superbly reliable, super efficient, free charging. So what should he do? He, he says his south central Pennsylvania location is around farm fields in the Appalachian Trail. Doesn't quite offer the ability to own an electric car easily yet. The full
0: electric, yeah. yeah.
1: He says prices are still too high for him to consider, of course. Yeah, they're, they're very high. But once a week for any fun drives in the mountains, he breaks out the NA and he rings out that 1.6 liter for everything it's worth and he loves it. 30 years old. And he says he would take it on a five hour road trip with a wife, but it needs some deferred maintenance. And mm-hmm. yeah, I know about that. Suspension tires, brakes, all that stuff before he goes on track. So those are the two he'd consider replacing is the vault mm-hmm. and the Miata. But even then he says, I feel like the Miata is about to appreciate in value.
0: Yeah, and, and the, the key thing about the Miata is every time he drives it, he loves it, and he likes it enough that when he drove a brand new Miata, he was like, uh, this isn't that much better, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> it's amazing. Matt, I approach this a couple ways. First off, I think you could sit still. You could keep the Volt, you could keep the Miata, and both of those, because of your approach to cars, would keep doing everything you want them to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you options for replacing both those cars, though. Okay. Get you a new commuter that I think is more interesting and fun. Okay. And get you a new fun car that is not spending all your budget. Oh, now, not even all the, for 30 the, the question for you, Matt, is mix and match. Which of those two cars I just brought up, the Volt and the NA, do you want to keep? You might want to keep one of them. Do you want to get rid of both of them? He's got the space. He's got the space. So you could take my idea and you could replace both those cars. New commuter, new fun car. Mm. You could keep the Miata. Get rid of the Volt. Vice, Mix and match to your to your liking. Because I read this and I suddenly was struck on two things. You don't need another car. You've got your fleet very dialed. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. My first thought for replacing the Volt is this. You sell the Volt. You spend 10, 15K maybe. I don't even know what you get through the Volt, but let's just 10, 15K. Get a Honda CRZ with a six-speed. <laughs> Soft spot for those. Yes. Those are great. Now, they look, are great. You're, now, you're burning gas again. Yeah, But it is a hybrid, so you're going to get around 40 miles to the gallon. But it's a 40 miles to the gallon with a six-speed. They are tiny, little. You never see them. They've got good seats. They've got good ergonomics. It's Honda build quality. You get yourself a Honda CRZ for 10 to 15. Make that your commuter. You're back to burning gas again. But I think you just find it interesting. I don't know what CRZ prices have done, but I don't even know if you need to spend that much. Uh, Yeah. And and, and that's if you sell the Volt. Maybe, I mean, the Volt does everything you need it to. You have broken down in like three different paragraphs how the Volt does exactly what you need it to do. Yeah. So I don't even know if it's worth replacing, but if you do, it's Honda CRZ.
1: That's interesting.
0: Now that brings me to the Miata. (laughs) You've got a Miata that you keep talking about. It's great. You love it. Yeah. You couldn't couldn't buy a new one over it because it wasn't that much more fun. I think that's crazy. So two thoughts. If you keep it, spend the money. Spend the money to make it nice. Spend the money to make it track worthy and worth taking your wife out in, which is a fine line Mm. because you could go full track worthy and then it's not something you're going to want to take out on a Friday night. True. You could go full, I just want to make this really nice, and you're going to go, yeah, but I can't use it on the track. So, yeah, I am saying roll bar. Let's do it. Let's do roll bar. Let's go to flying Miata. Let's get the stuff that's necessary Mm. while also redoing the interior stuff that makes the interior nice enough to take your wife out. You can do both. There is a fine line here you could do with that in a, and the reason I bring it up, it's not something I normally recommend, but you have $2,000 in the car total. (laughs) You could probably sell the car right now for at least six. I don't even know what the mileage or condition is. I bet you could sell it for at least six. Probably. So spend another four.
1: To get it to a nice place. spend four on
0: getting it a combination of track ready and usable on a Friday night and sit still. That's if you keep the Miata. If you want a new experience, you need to get yourself a domestic market. Don't get a JDM import, a domestic market, Toyota MR2 spider. Okay. 10 grand. The nicest one on the planet is 15. That's true. So That's true. again, if you replace both the CRZ and, and you get the MR2 spider, you sp- still spend under 30 grand, get yourself an MR2 spider, mid engine rotation. It is the cheap Elise mid engine rotation. Oh, look, I'll tell you right now that engine's not that exciting. It's not. But that is a momentum car like the N.A. Miata. It's going to feel faster than your N.A. It's going to feel different than your N.A. Mm. MR2 Spider. if you replace it, you could sit still. You could replace one, both. That's what I'm doing. That's pretty good. There's a little bit of overlap in my suggestions
1: here. Okay, good. But I think, Matt, you're itching for more experiences, and you seem to have the space. And by experiences, I mean I think almost anything we suggest, you'll kind of – turn up your nose a little bit just mm. because it's typical, even though I love the MR2 Spider idea. I mean, that's a that's a solid choice. There's no right
0: reason there. to do a JDM. Just get that car. I mean, Enjoy. that's on my list here, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact.
1: But you keep mentioning JDM imports. Mm-hmm. You keep talking about JDM, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: makes me think, why don't we go like scratch the JDM itch over <laughs> here? Why don't we go do that and get it out of your system? Your K cars don't take up much space either. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going for. <laughs> First of all, Matt, I thought of... The cheap sports car challenge. Mm. I thought about spending no more than 20. You could spend less than 15 and get yourself an MR2 Spider or the Z3 or the Z3 Coupe. Not yep. the M Coupe. True. Those are expensive. True. Yeah, yeah. Or a Boxster. I found mm-hmm. a really great Boxster for nineteen nine mm. Manual. Mm. It's a late 90s, early 2000s. I think it was a 2000 actually. Okay, all right. I mean, yeah, it was yeah, perfect sure. shape. 83,000 miles. You could do a nicer BMW Z4. But all that stuff just seems like the stuff you get in North America. I think you need something cheap, tantalizing, not okay. all right. not all like right. everyone else, because you've had three Miatas, mm-hmm. you've gone through all this raft of other cars, you've got so many tools for the job, that I want you to have a car that people walk up to you and say, excuse me, sir, I, I'm not this person, that I couldn't help noticing <laughs> What is that car that you drive? <laughs> what is that? So I think you should call our friend Adam. It's Soto in Seattle, Washington, okay. because you need a K car. All right. There's four that he could go find for you that are JDM imports. You would love them. They're different. They're, they've they got every bit as much personality as the NA Miatas, because I don't want you to keep going through all the Miatas, and then you'll graduate to an NB, and you'll <laughs> just go Sure, through. because sure, yeah. Side note Matt, I don't think that Miata is going to go up in price like you think. It's not a Mustang and it's not a Porsche. Mm. It's not going to skyrocket in value. Mm. You might be able to get a bit more at what Todd suggested is about what I think. Yeah,
0: I think it's probably worth about 6 grand in I mean, I don't think
1: it's going to 12 or 15. Oh, no, I don't think so either. Which means you can always go back to a Miata if you want to. I think there will be plentiful enough that you could go get another track prepped spec, something that somebody's already poured the the Mm. dollars into.
0: Fair. Those are out there. Yeah. You
1: know, you're not going to get your money back out of it. And I'm going to take it from you and go tracking. And I Mm want to go back to Miata. Fine. You know what they drive like. You don't know what K-cars drive like. <laughs> AutoZam AZ1, the Honda Beat. Uh, the AutoZam is so awesome. It's so cool. If you
0: can fit, it's awesome. I don't really no fit, indoors. but it's awesome. yeah.
1: The Honda Beat, a Suzuki Cappuccino, or a Subaru Vivo RXR. That's the oh. all-wheel drive because you oh, mentioned yeah. Rallycross. Mm-hmm. It's the all-wheel drive, and you could, if you call Adam and say, hey, any one of those four, next time you're on your shopping trip, I need one of these cars, Adam will do you solid And you can have a K car. You can have the fun photo. Mm. You know, you pull up next to a Tahoe
0: and anything, (laughs) a (laughs) super outback. your current super outback. is going to look like a monster truck by comparison. Yeah.
1: Because when you have that in your life, it's going to be the new, it's got so much personality. Mm. It's not just the new thing and it's new for three and a half minutes. (laughs) Although I do like that MR2 spider and that, that MR2 is approaching that feeling that I Mm -hmm. want you to have with these other four. But They're so tiny and fun and relatively inexpensive. I don't know that you'll spend 18, 20. I think you can keep it 15, 16, somewhere around there. Mm. Give Adam a call, tell him we sent you. And then write to us when you do have your K car and you say, guys, where were these in my life? (laughs) That's what I think you should have. Our friends at Griot's Garage have got a new line of ceramic products to make your car care easier and more satisfying than ever. Start with the new Ceramic Wash & Coat, an ultra-slick formula that can be used with either the bucket wash method, which I like, or a foaming sprayer, which
0: I also like, or a cannon, which I also like. We actually take Griot Speed Shine with us on every single shoot. It's the ultimate for quick detailing, and it now has ceramic protection as well. Ceramic Speed Shine maintains a slippery gloss finish in between your main washing and protection days. And they even have ceramic trim wipes for long-lasting protection on plastic trim. Try
1: any of these products or use them as your new wash routine. They are 100% guaranteed and all their liquid products are made in the USA. Don't forget to use the code EDRIVER when you order at griotsgarage.com. Our audience gets 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com.
0: You guys gave us a ton of great questions last week, and we didn't get to many of them, so we wanted to just dive into more questions from last week. We'll be asking for more questions later this week. Again, we ask for questions typically on Mondays and Thursdays for our Tuesdays and Friday podcast. If you have not rated this podcast, do us a favor and rate it on iTunes or wherever it is you listen because that really keeps it in the top five of automotive podcasts around the world. We cannot believe where people listen from. It's awesome. But it's you guys engaging with it that keeps it well known, and thank you guys for the awesome, awesome reviews. Red 23 Racer says uh, asking for a friend, we know what that means. Can you still be a car guy in a model 3? You cannot own a car and be a car person. Yeah, that's great. Your yeah. car does not define your car interest. Now I will say your car hate can define your car interest. Okay. You, the things that you hate, you've cordoned yourself off from certain parts of the car market. And, like and, Teslas? I, well. Uh, Pull anyway. on this thread. Pull. E, be careful. This, Come on. The sweater is thin. <laughs> anyway, but you, know what, you drive a Model 3? Great. You're a car guy. If, but if you said to me, I drive a Model 3 because all internal combustion cars are stupid. I'm not sure you're a car person. Ah. I, I think you're a Tesla person, which is a whole separate thing. Many people, we said this before, many people have said to us, oh, guys, are you excited because Tesla's got so many people talking about cars? And I often say to them, i have said, no, 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 Tesla's got people talking about Tesla. It's not electric cars. It's about Teslas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I, we, we've come across people that drive Teslas and have zero interest in talking about, look, they don't even want to talk about the Mach-E. True. Just it's, yeah. uh, you know, if it's not Tesla, then it doesn't matter. I, I'm not sure you're a car person. Mm-hmm. I I don't get the sense that you've got a broad enough perspective. So if you came to me like that, different thing. You're a car guy. You like cars. You think cars are interesting. Internal combustion, electric, this brand, that brand. And you drive a Model 3. Great. I hope you like your Model 3. I hope every time when you get on your Model 3, you're glad you have it. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you look at other things too. Okay. We'll leave it there. Daniel Likes
1: Cars on Instagram asks if Subaru will be the next to make a crossover pickup. Hmm. He asks because we've currently got the Ford Maverick. And the Hyundai Santa Cruz is back. <laughs> if not Subaru, then who? Well, I wonder if Kia might make a variant of the Santa Cruz.
0: It uh, would be easy, yeah.
1: I, I think it could be kind What's of cool because name? they could go a little more rugged.
0: Like they've, yeah, like they've right. done
1: with the Sorento.
0: Yeah. Well, Kia has the Telluride, which is the more rugged version of the Hyundai Palisade. Yeah. So we've got the Hyundai Santa Cruz and the Kia, what would we call it? The Kia, I don't know. Mm. We'll come back to that. take it.
1: Sorry. T- oh, is taken. I'm really oh, sorry,
0: man. Yeah. I'm so
1: bummed about that. Well, I do think GM might want a piece of that action because we're talking about trucks, but also the the truck attractiveness mm. and you guys on, on various questions have asked if trucks are becoming the new CUVs. Somebody asked that in particular. And I mm-hmm. forget who, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Is this the new thing? Is everybody so sick of SUVs? Because I keep thinking they're so great. A GLC 63 passed me today. Okay. Yeah. We had the GLC 43 and that was $70,000 and fast.
0: Yes. The GLC 63 would be
1: faster. Oh my gosh. It mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah, it The does. crackly goodness and it was gorgeous and squat and muscular mm-hmm, and amazing mm-hmm. looking. And it's a CUV. It's a little crossover thing. It's yeah, not a sports yeah, yeah. car. It can do amazing sports car things. Sure. but I just thought, is this... Everything and now we'll go electric versions of that kind of shape.
0: And they'll be faster and more expensive. And they can,
1: but it won't have personality. It won't have that driving flavor Mm. that we like in various mid engine or just small cars. I thought, is is that it? Okay, so now is the public turning their attention to trucks? Is this not a new thing? Yeah. Little trucky kinds of things that oh lifestyle. We've touched on this. They're
0: trucks on C U V car platforms that are really trucks, but they look cool. They look interesting. They look different. It's a very weird world. But Daniel, I think this might push Subaru back into the Brat. Let's hope it's Brat and not Baja, by the way. Well, yes,
1: true. But I think Subaru will look around again and think, well, shoot, we were kind of, we did that already. What Others taking our market share and kind of trading on our coolness from the 80s. (laughs) Why don't we try something like that again? Because... They've got all the Foresters and Outbacks and all the stuff. Why don't they try a new Brat? The Maverick resurrects a brand name that has been dead for decades that used to be a janky, ugly old car. It was a
0: different entirely vehicle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whereas Brat, if you like Brats like me, It's like a (laughs) subculture It is totally a (laughs) subculture. There is like
0: a brat for sale website. It's just, there's a subculture. It's actually called that. It is. Yes, it is. Can you tell we've been on it? Yeah. Uh
1: (laughs) But what if they brought back the brat Mm -hmm. and called it a brat Mm -hmm. and embraced it on some platform and it's trucky and cool and they could actually capture sales? Then it would be like, all right, Subaru makes a little sports car. All the SUVs to fit every lifestyle, and that little truck—that seems brat really well should rounded. Should go
0: on the turbo version of the Crosstrek. I mean, the big engine version of the Crosstrek platform. The non-turbo but big engine version of the Crosstrek platform. That's fair. There's it the keeps it small sport, enough. That little Crosstrek Sport that we actually kind of like because it it's is. got more power. That built into truck form. The bed's yes. going to be like three feet fine but the santa cruz bed is only four i mean it's it. the brat was not known for its it's no. huge nobody yeah, it was cared just a, <laughs> nobody cared because you had fighter seats in the back exactly no seat belts but i've got handles this is going to go well i think subaru, subaru the safety company doing that please i would just like to see that all the safety stuff yes. is suddenly just irrelevant there's a big blind spot for the brat
1: <laughs> <laughs> their their styling lends it That way, I mean, Lamborghini Urus kind
0: of lends itself to that, too. And they're going to put big body body cladding on the Brat. The Brat's coming back with body cladding, I'm just telling you. Bring back the Brat. Bobby Robbie on Instagram says, What are our thoughts on friends building a track car together? He's thinking it'd be a fun activity to wrench and take a car to track days together. He's thinking about an E46 project car, but he's not sure. Bobby, mm, I like this at headline form. I get concerned and you need to get down into the meat of the article. Okay? Here, here's here's my point. Because <laughs> Into the meat. Into the budget. Here's the thing. Yikes. Where is this project living? Does somebody have a spot where this project car can live and be wrenched on that everyone, and I am including significant others, this is, is the okay with it living there?
1: This matters, though.
0: Yes. So it's not just like, hey, cool, we bought one. Me and my couple of friends bought this cool car. Where does it sit? And let's be honest, sit and rot for now until you get it running. Yeah, it and sucks has on money. Who has the space for it to just sit? And maybe one of you does. Maybe one of you has like, the cor- you put it in the corner of my garage. It's fine. Everybody's okay with it. My wife is cool with it. It's going to be awesome. Mm. If you have that, perfect. But that's step one. Mm. Step two is, how are you allocating budget? Because, mm, the things you're going to fight about are going to be who put in the time and who put in the money. And if you and a couple of buddies are going to do this and you have that one buddy who's going to put in a lot of time, but never crack his wallet mm-hmm. and another buddy who's never going to show up until you're done having beers. It sounds like high
1: school class. Projects Seriously. Where somebody ends up doing all the work. Yes. They get the credit. Yes. These people screw it around,
0: look at their phones. This is the concern. So you're going to have yeah. a buddy who's, he's going to crack his wallet because he never shows up. Are yeah. you okay with that? You're going to have to have a real conversation with these friends about what happens. But here's a couple of things I think might help. I think what you should do, and somebody mentioned this, but I'm going to, I think it's the right answer. I think you should only do this if it's targeted for a lemons race. Okay. All right. Because the idea of, guys, we're building a track car. It has purpose, but it has no time frame.
1: Mm-hmm. It could
0: be done now. It could be done next year. We could take it to that truck. We could take it to this track. Oh, it's not ready because I still want to put whatever. Pick a lemons race in your area. Because then the bar for what you need to buy is really low.
1: And they've got a date on the calendar. And you've got a date on the
0: calendar to be done by. Yeah. And you have certain regulations you have to meet. So we only know the car is done because we met all the regulations and it does all these things. I think you're going to have to give yourself structure. Now, let's say that becomes the best idea ever and you love it. Then either you keep building that car for other kinds of track days or you swap it for some other car. But you got to solve the where does it sit and who is putting in the time and the money. Right up front, because otherwise, I see fights coming. Come to think of it, this happens in the business world, too. This person does all the work. Those two are Mm. looking at their
1: phones. That guy on the end is super great at self-promotion and getting all the love from the manager. They think (laughs) he's doing all the work, but the actual work is being done over here. By the guy that doesn't say anything because he didn't get up from his desk today. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dang it. Gary the Cycling Nerd says, What would you say to an enthusiast whose enthusiasm is waning Mm. because of the rising car prices? Cars he lusted after that could have been in his budget two years ago have skyrocketed to seemingly unobtainable levels, like C7 Corvettes, Focus RSs, and GT350s. Speaking Oof. of GT350s, I recently saw at the mecum 2022 auction mm-hmm. the prototype GT350 with massive racing provenance, the original GT350, the, the like original R, right? one, yeah. yeah, 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 sold for three point seven million dollars. Wow. That's Mustang. A lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, again, provenance drip. I mean,
0: 60s racing Mustang. Phenomenal. get it. Rare. Will never be driven again.
1: Wow. Unfortunately. But we went through the Porsche phase two. Well, Gary, I've been thinking about this, and I've been thinking it in terms of automotive journalists. And okay. we joked All before right. about how journalists end up with some dumpy kind of kooky car that's <laughs> Yeah, we do. You know, mm-hmm. you were looking at uh what was it, the Sarah, just the Toyota Sarah? Toyota
0: Sarah's I for it there's I don't <laughs> the last car I need on the planet, but the only JDM <laughs> car I'd get to be a Sarah. It's not fast. It's not it does not handly. I just like like to have one. Why is it kinda of cool? I don't know. And what I want to touch on is
1: having either re- looked at everything, you've read all the reviews and watched all the videos on the hottest stuff, done the fastest yep. stuff, all those drag races between nine eleven turbos or Tesla, anything against the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah. amazing, fun to watch. Blah, never ever experienced that. Mm-hmm. Or in your own life, you think, well, I've got a limited budget. I don't know what's next. I want to move up, but you're not in a place where you want to start throwing parts to make it better. Yeah. yeah. Cause that, I don't think that's the answer either. Now, now that the better car is a bit more out of reach. Mm. Now are we all tuning our own cars out of class Yikes. to reach the place where we're still spending less, but we should have actually still bought the other car to get better. It kind of happens to journalists too. Mm. And I feel like all the journalists worldwide go in this circle all the way around and they come back to K cars or Brown wagons or Citroen, <laughs> Dueschevos. Or unfortunately, they, what they
0: all end up doing is buying some 911, and then we're we're stuck in a hole. Yeah. That's what typically happens.
1: But you'll see that most of them have less power than they could. Your the right. cars that they end You're up right.
0: with. Very few journalists buy the most powerful car they no. drove this year. Not only because they can't afford it, but they just don't buy a lot of power. It's weird. It's an interesting. And it
1: might not be the best handling
0: thing ever. They mm-hmm. might have glowed
1: about some car over here, and man, does the handle great. Mm-hmm. And they didn't buy that car. Yeah. They can afford it or not. They just weren't interested. They ended up with kind of medium power and Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of okay handling. And it's a little bit of a money pit and it's unique. (laughs) And that's where they go because there's something about that that Mm. makes them connected to cars. There's, you've got to do stuff to it. You've got to keep it alive, keep it running. Yeah. It sucks to have a thing that sucks on your wallet and, it's it's not fun, but then if you didn't have that in your life, it's just there's that lack of satisfaction. It's a weird human trait. I, I, yeah, it's, for sure. It's almost hard to describe, but I think you know some of the things that I really want aren't the hottest, fastest, most amazing mm-hmm. spear with the good times down the runway. You know, incredible zero to sixty times, and I think oh, I I don't care. I just I want a, like a Porsche nine twelve. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm thinking cool. about
0: for this question for Gary. I mean, the stuff that you're listing, Gary, is all pretty powerful, fast stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have two thoughts for you. First off, I do think that these prices are going to settle out some. I don't think they're returning to where they were, but they're going to settle out some. So have have faith in that. But the other part of it is, what's the level below the stuff you're currently lusting at? Because I don't think you have to have C7s and GT350s and this kind of stuff in mm-hmm. order for you to have fun. Mm-hmm. This is that price of fun thing again. If you if you started shopping the level below that You're shopping uh, M240s, and uh, you're shopping 86s, and you're shopping Miatas. You're shopping this level, let's say the 30 grand level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're still going to be fun. What do you have right now? Do you have a fun car right now? That's the thing I think about is, look, I get it as the prices go skyrocket, but but here's where I relate to this. I realized recently, because I was lusting after the Ferrari Roma, which I can't afford, and it's the base Ferrari. (laughs) But I realized that... (laughs) I couldn't sit down with the average person and walk them through the Ferrari lineup by memory. I have no idea. I have no idea. I couldn't even tell you what all their cars are in the order of hierarchy.
1: That's Because I don't care. Yeah.
0: Because they don't relate to anything in my life and they don't relate to the usability of why I like cars. Mm -hmm. I can't afford them and I couldn't use it if I did. So it's off my radar. Now, my son probably could do it. And 15-year-old me is irate right now that I can't do it at my current age. How funny. But I couldn't begin to do it. I can't name for you all of the Lamborghini special versions that have happened the last decade. First off, because there's been way too many. But secondly, because I don't care. Is it? it's because you don't care but also because of what you're actually looking for what I'm looking for is a car that I can actually own actually drive and actually use all of and that mm-hmm. car is none of those things mm-hmm. it's the one off that somebody went to the unboxing of and then they drag raced it once and then they sold it at an auction and I got to be there And dude smash the like button I don't care none of that <sighs> relates to, too good. to who I am yeah I want to get a car this is why the Lotus speaks to me so much sure so many things are faster than the Lotus you don't care yeah don't care. I get all of the stuff that I, I really do believe that the stuff that I lusted after as a early driver in my teens that I wanted from an exotic car, I get all of that from the Elise. Mm. So why would I, okay, the new Conex Koenigse- look, do I want a Pagani Huayra? Yes. Do I want a Jaguar XJ220? Yes, because those cars, for whatever reason, made made an impression on sure, me. Sure, sure. But I don't think I'll ever have those cars, and I don't care to. So I'm down at the stuff that I can afford, and that's what I want to encourage you on, Gary. What's the stuff that you can afford that interests you? If the stuff you thought you could afford has left, what's the level below that that still gets you excited? Gary, I'm wondering if those high-dollar,
1: high-horsepower cars whose people are— you know, I I mean not people whose owners are very wealthy to be able to buy them. Are they merely amusements? What is the purpose for all these high end Ferraris and Lamborghinis to exist merely as amusements? And for or the most investments. Part, <laughs> I guess. I just <laughs> it, still don't it think that way. It happens. But they're they're merely you you've got the money to spend and it's all relative. If you've got fifteen thousand to spend What's the car that amuses you the most? Mm-hmm. What if you dropped it down and went so far the other way? It almost became a game. What a car! What car amuses you the most for nine hundred dollars? Oh, that's good. Well, this is the fun. This is the stretching experience
0: you and I that's had. That's kind of interesting. With cheap sedan and cheap sports car, this was the the real stretch for both of us.
1: I found a lot of love in all those cars that we genuinely found for under eight k. And yep, I thought, yep. In real life, I mean, it is, but. In real life, would I do this? If it were just me mm-hmm. and I didn't let anybody else know, I didn't reveal it on yeah, camera, I just yeah, yeah. bought one. Yes is the answer. I would buy many of those cars mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. had and I would have been probably really happy. I almost see this price of fun as a series now. Yeah. At not just, well, well kind of price levels. It's like the mm-hmm. $50,000, it's at 10, 25 and 50. Sure. And then a uh, fifty hundred 100 and 250 or something and then by the way
0: if some other channel does this idea you heard it here first i'm just going to put that yeah, flag exactly right that's happened more than once anyway yeah, for sure
1: but I, yeah maybe it's uh maybe it's a series and we explore that and then
0: you know the la
1: the final round
0: but but i do think there's a progression and this is a conversation i keep having with my son who's now 12 okay when you are first attracted to cars it's the total just bench racing game it's all the stats and you know you take mm-hmm. in all the stats and you know what's better you can't see the air quotes you know what's better because it has the better faster lap time or the better drag race or oh you know the drag race time is the same but the miles per hour is faster. I mean you get down into the weeds Mm. and then when you start driving a lot of stuff and this is where we've been blessed to drive all this stuff you start driving a lot of stuff and you realize none of that matters it's all whatever the number is is irrelevant and it comes down entirely to do I enjoy being here and what about this is engaging to me thank you
1: for all your questions and we thank our TV sponsors too. Covercraft.com. Use the code everyday22 for a 10% discount of free shipping. And also GriosGarage.com. You can use the code edriver, 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else. Haggerty with Drivers Club, Driver Share, Motorsport Reg, Garage and Social. And our new partner, carparts.com. We also thank PowerStop and Nokian Tires. Nokian has stepped alongside of us for mm-hmm. our Cars of the Past it's Series It's really cool. Too.
0: The tires on those cars have been the perfect weekend to do everything in those cars. They really have. Thanks
1: to all those sponsors. And support them because they support the show and support us bringing more content to you. Thank you, guys. We're looking forward to next time. Cheers, everyone.